Welcome back, sporting fans, to another spectacular episode of the Paint the Wall podcast. I, as always, am your host, Steve, and I am joined this week by a man who is terrified of urinals. But this week, I'll just call him Logan. I just, I had a traumatic experience when I was a child, and there's just, I just haven't really been able to get over it. You had a traumatic experience with a urinal as a child? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, what we do want to talk about is another winning podcast, finally. Hey, let's go. That should be good. We can't call yeah. it a victory pod because our other favorite podcast stole that already, and I don't want to get copyright infringement. So, Yeah, let's go. Um, yeah, I mean, get straight into it. Four to one. Yeah. Kind of butt kicking we put on Portland there. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping we'd get a couple more goals and be a little bit more... Uh, retaliation for that 7-2 butt whooping we got from them last <laughs> year but I'll take a 4-1 to win we also looked really good in it so yeah yeah uh, opening okay. thoughts what did you think I mean listen anytime you go 4-1 it's a good result um, and like you said it was even in the way that we did it it was a pure just dismantling um, of every facet of the game it was just good um, and I mean, even especially, I think the biggest part of that is after going down 1-0, uh, considering the way that this team has been this season, um, it is, honestly, wouldn't have been surprised if the team just hangs their heads and was like, you know, it's, it is what it is. But for them to continue to have the grit, uh, and, you know, Eric Tommy kind of threw the team on his shoulders on that goal that opened up the bank, um, and just a good, gutty win. I mean, they, they won in, I mean, I think every facet of the game, so... Just good performance all around. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I know Portland's coach at some point said something about that they controlled the game. Yeah. Uh, he clearly was watching a different game um, <laughs> or was thinking about the first time we played them back in February. Yeah. Uh, which they also didn't control that game either. I did look it up. Right. Uh, we controlled that game also. They just scored one more goal than our zero. But <laughs> yeah, I, so I don't know what he was talking about. I mean, the 63% possession for us 15 shots and seven on goal we almost had a, as many shots on goal as they had total yeah. they had they coming in nine shots uh hell we even had more offsides than they did <laughs> eight corners to one the only thing they beat us in was saves yeah that's i mean i i i don't know they didn't they didn't control yeah. anything you know no. their jerseys look cooler than ours i guess they can have that <laughs> It was a very confusing line to see from a coach, um, it, considering how big of a butt whooping it was. So, yeah. like you said, I don't know what he was watching. It was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did have uh, McIntosh and goal again. Yep. Um, which um, I think was surprising to probably most people, definitely you and I. I didn't even have yes. to ask. I know you and I had talked about we figured Pulse Camp would be back in, but yep. he went with McIntosh. And honestly, McIntosh played pretty well, made a couple. Made a couple pretty good saves. Yeah. Uh, had a couple plays that, you know, as always, I watch, and they don't go down as saves, but uh, I can recognize how they should be a save, but that's just the goalkeeper in me being biased. But um, he made a couple pretty good plays. And uh, no Johnny or Voltaire, both uh, picking up injuries, I guess, this week. Yep. Um, I will say I did see just about an hour ago on Twitter, uh, Voltaire was back in training today. Um, yes. Johnny was not, but Johnny had a scan today. So hopefully yep. we'll see how bad that is. I know Peter did say in a press conference that uh, Johnny's injury was worse than Voltaire's. Correct. Um, which is not good. 
But I'll come, I'll come right back to that. Uh, the other thing that I did see today is uh, Caden Pierre wasn't training today. Oh. Um, he is still listed as out for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but he was in training today, so that's a good step. That is a good sign, yeah. Um, but I think, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll come back to it with, with Johnny. Um, they started Janice in his place. Mm-hmm. Um, which we have been slightly critical of, I would say, um, yeah. at times. But honestly, he looked really good, I thought. Yeah. He was in the right spot putting balls in. I, he didn't have an assist or anything like that, but I just think as far as development goes and, like, developing chances and stuff, he actually looked really good. And that yeah. – he is so fast. <laughs> yeah, he You is. know, there was that one goal that we didn't score where uh, Shallow was kind of bringing it up, and I had texted you immediately, like – put that ball over the top to Janice because he's yeah. outrunning everyone on the field. Yes. Uh, but he kind of kicked it back instead, and it just yeah. – we lost it. But When – and just on that play alone, what – I mean, it was one of those where I'm like – I was talking to the guy next to me, and we're watching the play develop, and I'm like, there are 19 things you can do with the ball at that exact moment. Uh, the, the one you can't do is pass it backwards – to the guy that's on the far wing, like there's so many, that one that one made me angry. Yeah, honestly, even that that choice to make that pass is probably fine if you hit a better pass. <laughs> like he passed it, maybe he passed it too far back. If he could have passed that ball ahead of, I can't even remember who he passed to. Um, I I had written it down I somewhere, it was, but I can't I find it, it now. Zussi. But I, that's what I was thinking is that it was Zussi. Um yeah. If he had passed it in front of him so Zussi could have ran onto that ball, then it would have been the same situation just flipped. We would have had the ball on the right side with two defenders, and you know Zussi probably either shoots it or just lays it forward to Janice, uh, who again was streaking. So you know, yeah. e- even if he just makes a better pass, I mean that's still not the best option out of all those options. But even yeah. if he just makes a better pass, that's that's probably in on goal again. But maybe. I, but yeah, I mean, still, a lot he should, a lot he could have done with it. But good, good problems know. to talk about, I would say. <laughs> that is true. Because um, it did. I mean, it worked out well for us. We had four goals. Tommy, you're right. Scores in the 33rd minute on yeah. a great goal, absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and then Shallowy gets one in the 66th minute, assi- assist by Zusi uh, mm-hmm. on a nice ball. Uh, actually, I believe it was Leibold put the ball across the field, and not only did he put it across the field to Zusi. Um, but he kicked it like from the midline all the way across the field and up to the penalty box area. Yeah. Just a brilliant ball. Zussi touches it and across on the ground to Shallowy who nets it. That that goal was gorgeous. Yeah, it was a good that, one. That ball to Zussi was the second best ball I saw all day. <laughs> um, the first one or the, the first best ball uh, came from Espinoza yeah. uh, on the yes. next goal to Polito's. Uh, well, it wasn't Polito's goal. Uh, it was rightfully called an own goal. Um, yeah. But, Pol- but Polito set that up and made that happen. Just Yeah, Polito made it happen. Yeah, the ball came off the defender's foot. So, yeah, it is right. an own goal. But he made it, that happen. That was yeah. that he, was cheeky. It went, and, it went off the defender's foot via going straight through Polito's leg. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, it was an own goal. But if it wasn't, it was a PK. So Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So that was great. And then Felipe with the with the sealer there. Uh, 93rd minute, uh, Felipe getting himself a goal, just being in the right yeah. spot, getting a nice ball played through to him, and just touched mm. it around a keeper. Yep, good ball. That's those that's are not impossible. An easy one to handle. No, that's a hard one to handle. Those are hard ones to save too. So I don't, I don't really give the keeper any guff on that one. You really just kind of guess when it's one on one like that. Just guess where he's going, and 
Felipe tricked him into going left, and he went right. Or I yep. guess opposite, because we're watching the opposite. But right. um, um, And I think Felipe opened his account this season? I believe that is right. I believe yeah. that is right. Good one for him. I mean, that's a player that you and I, you and I have both been really high on for a while. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, barring a few personal mistakes that he's made um i mean he's been tremendous um he's been really really good so i'm excited to see where his uh his career takes him he's young enough where he's still got plenty of room to go and i I think he's got some good future ahead of him yeah i'm sure any uh avid listeners of this podcast will know i talk about felipe a lot um i bring him up a lot uh, how i would rather see him in substitutions in certain areas and this is a good example of why because he's you know, he's explosive and he's fast and he's attack minded. So great example of how he saw a little moment where he could run a streak and he did and he got a ball and scored a goal. He's so he's one of those that like once he's on the field, you're constantly saying his name. Uh, he's just all over the place. He's always running. His motor never stops. Um, he's just got good work ethic, good motor. I, you just love it. You love to see that effort from from a player. I agree. I hope this uh, will spark a little something. Maybe he'll get some more playing time and. Uh, it's starting to look more and more like, uh, as Peter has said before, that he's got a good problem on his hands and that we have a lot of players that can play in the midfield and not enough positions for them. So yes, um, that's a great a great problem to have. So Completely Especially agree. when you have a striker like Polito that likes to play back. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nice to have other midfielders who are fast that can kind of overlap him if he comes back to get a ball. There's not just nobody up front, which has been a problem, and we have said that um, this year so far. But I think, you know, one solution, of course, is getting a different type of striker, which we have now. He's just injured. Yeah. Um, Willie got is more of a push forward kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have midfielders who can get up, then you don't have to have that kind of forward. So Polito yep. can thrive in this kind of with this kind of midfield behind him. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's big. Yep. But. It is. It's a big win. Um, you, especially coming off the the STL loss, um, being able to come out and just dominate. I mean, it really put a lot of people's, myself included, put a lot of people's concerns at ease. So that was really, really good to see. Big, big win. Yep, I agree. Um, and I know Daniel Shallowy's goal, his game winner, I believe, yes. is his fourteenth, which makes him, I think, uh, tied for. Was it tied, or is he the sole uh, leader for our club? I think, for, he's, I think he's the sole leader now. Uh, I am. I'm on Twitter looking it up right now to see if yeah, I can say they, uh, they see posted. that post again. But it was either tied or the sole uh, leader now. But either way, uh, yep, one of one, the only one with his goal. Daniel Shelley tops the club charts with 14 match-winning goals. There you go. Pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, hopefully he's kind of, I know we were a little bit down on his form, uh, for a couple Mm -hmm. weeks there, but he's looked better the last few weeks. And I I agree. I think this game kind of makes, makes it seem a little bit more, we kind of touched on it last week that maybe, maybe hopefully that St. Louis game, uh, here two months from now would prove to just be kind of a fluky game where (laughs) we're tired and they weren't because they didn't have to play on Wednesday and we just kind of got our butts kicked. Refs didn't help. Um, so hopefully this this will help us in the right direction where a month or two from now it will turn out that St. Whatever. Forget the St. Louis game. doesn't matter. Yep. Um, so the only other thing I had from this game, um, we were, our, we're going to be on short rest again. This was the beginning. I think that played a lot into our subs. Um, yep. We made quite a few subs um, 
a few that was kind of, you know, I know when Zussi came on for Davis, you and I were both like, uh, why, why, why are we making this sub? Like Zussi mm-hmm. looked like crap. Davis has looked so good. Um, but I think that turned out to be, that turned out to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I was in the uh, post game interview, one of the questions that got asked accidentally got asked twice. Um, because one of the uh, Mexican, uh, reporter, Mexican media, channels asked a question um and he answered it in spanish which i did not know that peter vermes is a uh, not fluent but a very conversational spanish speaker so that's huh. impressive um uh but he answered this question and then i apparently asked a very similar question and he looked at me for half a second like i was stupid <laughs> and then he was like oh sorry i answered that in spanish okay uh and so he continued um but he was specifically talking about um, a lot of the exterior players and l- looking at the rest of the week, uh, the, the two other teams we've got, um, both of our wingers are going to be very, very, sorry, our, uh, our right and left backs are going to be very mm-hmm. important for the next week. Um, the next two matches we've got going up against some really strong winging player teams. So having, you know, that kind of fresh legs over there, um, and also those guys are very important for our offense as well. They really put a lot of pressure on teams. So um, he said, because that was one of the big questions. I was like, you know, why the Davis sub? Was there a concern there or just rest? And he said, those two in particular, both Leibold and, or sorry, um, Dembe and Davis are very important for the next couple of games. So we wanted to make sure they were both on really good rest. So. Um, I just want to touch on that because that was a, a a pretty good note from from PB in the in the post game interview. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I think I that's kind of I know when we were texting, kind of what you and I assumed was happening. Um, especially with the first sub, we were a little confused, but we were kind of like it's got to be rest wise. But then when he made the rest of the subs, it was like okay, yeah, this is obviously what's happening. Yeah. Um, I've got no problem with that, especially winning. Yeah. Like yeah, pull these guys off. Let them let them rest because we've got three games in six days or something like that. Yeah, um, two more. We got one tomorrow night and then one on Saturday. So it's it's like, yeah, get them rest so that way maybe we can pull off wins in these two games. Yeah. Um, the only one that I would say, and maybe there's a reason that he didn't, um, especially up, I think three to one at that point. I'd have to look it up, but I don't care enough to. Um, I'd rather see a Frifa instead of Shelton, and I that's really agree. just because. Why not get the guy some some more work? You know, we've we know what Shelton has. We know what yeah. he's doing. But like up three to one that late, because mm-hmm. um, that sub came in the. Let's see if I can quickly find when that sub came. I know it was later in the game, but um, let's see. That's theirs. Our sub was Shelton replaced Polito in the seventy seventh minute. There you go. So a little over twenty minutes. Twenty five minutes is what he would have got. Yeah. You know. Why not throw throw a Frifa yeah. in there instead? Yeah, we were up three to one at the time, so why not throw him in there and just see, get him some more work? Maybe there's a reason. Yeah. Who knows? I completely agree. No, um, I, I I'd much rather see a Frifa in that situation. Like you said, we know what we get with Shelton. Yeah. Um, Although that being that I, being said, I, we're I think we're about to say the exact same thing <laughs> because we were also texting about it. But yeah, yes. go ahead, say say what you were going to say. I was going to say I I know we've been highly critical of Kyrie Shelton in his entire career, his entire time playing here. Um, but that man, you, you can't help but feel bad for him because I'm pretty sure somebody could walk up, stab Kyrie Shelton in the back, and the ref would turn around and give Kyrie Shelton a yellow card for it. Yep. That man cannot buy a foul. And it's 
it's just because he's huge. Yep. Anything he does, he's going to fight through the tackle, and he's going to fight through the pressure, and then he's going to come across and he's going to get it, the foul is going to go against him. And so we give the guy a really hard time. We're very critical of him, but you have to feel bad for him. This last game in particular, that man got fouled four times and four times the foul got called against him and then also resulted in a yellow card for persistent infringement. Yeah. It was and that's, yeah, I say, say what you will about Shelton's performance and his impact on the team, but mm-hmm. he absolutely does not get foul calls to go his <laughs> way. And it's, it's really not fair. Plus again, I will always say this anytime we talk about Shelton because I don't want to just constantly shit on the guy. He's mm-hmm. the nicest dude, just the yeah. nicest guy in person. So yeah, I just I've wish he'd score some goals. That'd be great because then maybe yeah. we could not pick on him as much. But yeah, you know, just the nicest guy. Yeah, yeah, completely. So agree. let's uh, let's go over here. I'm curious to see if we have the same MVP this week. Let's I move over. Who is your most valuable player? I would put a lot of money on the fact that we won't. Okay, well, I have two, so there's a good chance that we don't. So. <laughs> My MVP um, actually goes to Mr. Peter Vermees. Okay, and that is for. A few reasons, but the most important being it in the 68th minute, PV used all five of his subs, and by golly, those subs played well. Um, in his first two subs, um, Graham Zusi and Roger Espinoza, uh, well, two out of the first three, because I think there was two at the same time. Um, but two out of the three, three of his first subs um, assisted or assisted to an assist of a goal. So direct goal contributions from two of his subs in five minutes of them coming onto the pitch. Um, and his subs just looked great. And so kudos to him. We're always critical of him if not using his subs. So good job using your subs. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, now, according, I don't remember exactly. And I didn't, I wasn't uh, able to take notes while I was watching this game. I just watched mm-hmm. it. I was doing other stuff too. Yep. Um, but looking back at the report here, your uh, times are a little off. Well, Because this looks like Zussi was replaced at halftime. Yes. Um, and then Espinoza and Leibold came on in the 62nd minute. And then, yeah, Felipe and Shelton came on in the 77th minute. Okay. My times are a little bit off. So, But I, I agree with your concept of him using his subs. And okay. Now, granted, maybe his hand was forced because of the... <laughs> The whole trying to rest players and everything, but still, yeah. he did what needed to be done. So he did. We got you. Got to give him credit. We have to give him mm-hmm. credit sometimes, you know. <laughs> we do. I guess. Um, that's a good one. Yep. Thanks. Um, my MVP. I'm going to skip over the two obvious ones, but we are going to mention them real quick. Okay. And that is uh, Daniel Shallowy. One goal, five shots, three on target. MLS team of the match day. Yes. Um, you got You got to give him. Got to give him shout out for that of sure. course um, Eric Tommy was on the bench for the MLS team of the match day I believe pretty sure um, that could be wrong but I thought he was on for this time um, but either way my MVP mm-hmm. is going to Mr. Graham Zuzzi Ooh. and that is because uh, he came in as a halftime sub so he played half the game after playing a really pathetic game <laughs> against St. <laughs> Louis yeah. Um, he came in and had an assist, and I agree with you, should have had a second assist. Um, but it's not like hockey. They don't get four assists per goal. So. All right. 
Um, that's why they don't do that. But if they did, he should have gotten an assist on that one too. But yeah. he looked great. The balls he was playing across the field and into the box, mm-hmm. vintage Zussi. Um, yep. I hope that's the Zussi we get off the bench the rest of the season. Um, <laughs> with the occasional start, that's fine. I really want to see it just a really consistent rotation between him and Jake Davis. Um, mm-hmm. I lean towards Jake Davis being our starter. Um, yeah. because in the event that he's just having a killer game and we don't have three other games in the next four hours or whatever we have this week, um, <laughs> that he could go like 70 and then Zussi can come in. Um, that's what I lean towards. Uh, obviously, Zussi's going to make the occasional start just because, you know, that's smart. But Yeah, totally agree. Anyway, he's he's my MVP of this match. Fair enough. Good work, sir. Yeah. So who Very is your job. not MVP? So... I had a really hard time with this one, um, as I hope you did. I did. Um, honestly, there wasn't a lot of guys who were doing bad, um, or like anybody. I don't. I mean, I really had a hard time picking on anybody. Um, so I'm going to do the cop out answer, and I'm going to say the ref um, because he missed an egregious number of handballs. Um, he and all the shallowy stuff he had or sorry so the Shelton stuff um he had some questionable card decisions um it was just a not a great game from him all around so uh he gets my nvp i'm on board with that one i also had trouble with coming up with an nvp uh but i didn't want to cop out and take the ref so i'm going with danny Rosero. Mm-hmm. And, and i know that seems that seems strange probably at first uh, well, and that's really because I didn't have a player to pick. Everybody really played well. Yeah. Um, but Danny just seemed maybe a little bit off at times. His runs were just a little bit off. Not that it didn't lead to anything, and he had a great game. Um, but the the two main things that I thought of, there were two times in particular I can think of where he cleared a ball out of bounds. Um, when there was no Portland player around him, nobody upfield, he was in the middle of the field, wide open. I just think if you just pick your head up and look then we can just keep possession and counterattack instead of clear that ball out. Um, it's almost yeah. almost like his mentality was high school soccer, where it's just boot the ball, just get it out, yeah. boot it out. Just it out. Um, I just think those were just kind of missed opportunities. Uh, the other one, he did miss a wide-open header on a corner kick, yeah. um, where it's just, which uh, it happens, it came off his head weird and you know didn't go in the goal, but it was wide-open goal. <laughs> he just gets a good head on it, that's a goal. But yeah. that's what I went with. I went with Rosero, just... Because That's I have fair. to pick somebody, so yeah, fair enough. So okay, all right. Well, let's uh, take us around the league, Logan. Uh, yeah. But before we do that, of course, let's take us to Twitter real quick. PTW underscore Pod. If you guys will hit us up on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Paint the Wall Podcast, um, or just shoot us an email, Paint the Wall Podcast at Gmail. I'd be happy to read any emails or answer any questions there. So, uh, but Logan, take us around the league with your best of the rest. Yes, sir. So this week had some actually very interesting results. Um, a lot of low-scoring games, too. We had a lot of 1-1, 1-0, 2-1 games. So a, a rather interesting week in MLS. Um, kind of the big ones for me, uh, we had New England Revolution playing Chicago Fire. Um, uh, came up to a 3-3 draw there. Lots of goals. A very exciting game to watch if you had no meat in the game. Um, but if you're a fan of either one of these teams, you have to really feel really feel gutted for not coming out three points there. It was one of those where both teams kind of felt like they should have won. Uh, Philadelphia beating NYCFC. 
um, three to one, uh, kind of a, a very impressive win there for a team that has kind of lost their identity this season. And so a good, strong win against a strong NYC team is, is a good one for them. Um, Houston, Austin, uh, Austin, again, can't decide if they want to win games or not. Um, Houston winning two to one there at home. Uh, St. Louis SC winning against Vancouver 3-1. to one. Uh, Hard to tell if that's an impressive result because we uh, can't figure out what Vancouver's doing. Um, or St. Louis for that matter. Well, or St. Louis, um, or us for that matter. Um, there's a lot of teams that can't decide if they want to win or not this year. It's rather confusing. Um, uh, speaking of confusing teams, we can't figure out if they want to win. Um, Colorado losing to Cincinnati 1-0 uh, at home. Um and then Seattle finally getting back in the win column, uh, 1-0 against uh, New York Red Bulls. Uh, and then to cap out the week, we had our game, and then Nashville at Columbus. Um, Nashville getting the win there, 3-1. to one, uh, A pretty impressive win on a very strong Columbus team. So those were the important ones I had. Very nice. Uh, we'll take a look at the table here real quick now that it's more relevant than at the beginning when we never used to do this. Um, <laughs> but we can take a look at it now, uh, yeah. starting in the east here, Cincinnati up top. 33 yep. points already. Kind of impressive, 10-3-1. and one. Yeah, very impressive. Um, that is a uh, that is an impressive team, i got to be honest. Uh, Nashville surging back up here in second in the east, Revolution in third. Uh, Union in fourth, Atlanta in fifth. Charlotte still kind of hanging around, uh, being good. They're kind of weird, though. Six wins, three draws, six losses. So it's very <laughs> one or the other for Charlotte, but they are currently in sixth place, 21 points. Uh, seventh place, Orlando City. Eighth place, D.C. United. And then ninth place is Montreal. Yeah, I said that right. Uh, ninth place mm-hmm. is Montreal. Uh, yeah, shock of the year, I think, at this point. I, I don't even uh, believe that at this point because uh, I'm even looking at it and they have six wins. So <laughs> I guess I haven't paid that much attention to them recently, but I'm guessing that means since they beat us, uh, they have not lost, I guess. Apparently not. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, 2 nothing against us. Then they beat Orlando 2 nothing. Then they beat Toronto 2 nothing. Lost to Cincinnati. Lost to New York Red Bulls. Beat Miami last week. Wow. Okay, so... Uh, we were their turnaround point, I guess. So yeah, apparently that's I haven't paid any attention to the East, so that one caught me off guard. But yeah, um, now they are tied at eighteen points. Uh, so the Columbus Crew are technically in tenth place, yeah. um, but not a whole lot separates all the way down in last place. Enter Miami with fifteen points. So last place in the yeah. East, only three points off the playoff line. So yep, yet again uh, another example of why the MLS playoff system is garbage. Well, true, but I mean, if it was uh, still only seven teams, they'd only be five points off. That feels way so, better. Yeah, I, I will complain about the playoff system until the cows come home. That's true. No. Um, well, until the end of the year when it turns out that it's not actually that big of a deal and the right team wins. So No, still um, complain about it. In the West, we've got Seattle back in first place, uh, St. Louis City in second, LAFC down in third, 25 mm-hmm. points, so they're only one point back of Seattle, so... An FC Dallas with 23 points. Then there's a bit of a gap uh, to the fifth place San Jose Earthquakes, 19 points. Uh, Minnesota in sixth, also 19 points. Houston in seventh with 18. Vancouver, 17 points in eighth place. And Portland in ninth place with 16 points. Uh, We are no longer at the bottom of the table. Uh, We are 12th. Uh, We are 13 points. We are four points clear of bottom. 
of the table. And only three points out of the playoffs as of right now. Um, Well, point-wise, I'm not going to look over the goal differential and figure out if we would actually be in the playoffs. (laughs) I think we'd actually be in, like, 11th. But we're three points off the playoff line. That's what matters. you got to... You got to think we got a game in hand at, at a couple places because we've played every possible opportunity. Um, uh, y- well, you'd think that. Because <laughs> yeah, I guess we have fifteen played. Yeah. Uh, RSL, Austin, Portland. Sorry, RSL and Austin have fourteen played. Portland has fifteen. Vancouver's got fourteen, and Houston's only played thirteen. Thirteen so, games. Um, so. We've definitely got a game in hand on a few key people. So. Yep. A, key, a few key teams. Yep. So, so, I don't know. Be excited to see what happens. I'm glad we're not down at the bottom where LA Galaxy is right now with nine points. Um, Agreed. But it does look like the uh, the spread very clearly in the East is the East is way closer than the West. Yeah. Um, with the exception of the top team being at 33 points. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it's shaving up. These playoffs are going to be interesting. Like, listen, I hate the playoff system just based on how many people are going to, or how many teams are going to make it. It sure is, gosh darn, going to be exciting, though. I'll, yep. I'll admit that. It will be. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get over to good, bad, and ugly, and then we'll preview yes, our next week's games, and then we'll let these people get out of here. Let's do it. Uh, go so, ahead, hit me with your good. What was yeah, you? So, what did you like the most from this week? So my good, um, I'm actually going to cheat a little bit, um, and I'm, if I have your permission, I'm going to take us outside of the MLS, if that's okay. Absolutely. Just because I think this story is just so much fun. Only because um, I know where you're going. <laughs> uh, let's see if you do. Uh, so the Premier League season has officially concluded, uh, and we have uh, our new batches of relegation and promotion teams. Um, the one promotion team that I think was making the most news is uh, Luton Town. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Um, Luton Town is most famous for their stadium. Um, their stadium is called Ken or Kenilworth Road. Uh, and this stadium is very unique for one reason, and that it is built literally into a neighborhood. Now, when I say it's built into a neighborhood, I mean when you're walking up the stairs to go to the stadium, you can reach out and touch a house right there. Like, it is literally you are in the middle of a neighborhood. Um this stadium is now going to host Premier League games next season. And I think that is hysterical. Um, so go and look at some photos. It is delightful. Um, and I think the best meme I've seen of the entire bit is uh, that the the referee, whenever they go to VAR, is going to have to go knock on some dude's door. Be like, hey, I need to watch the replay of the, of the game. Can you rewind <laughs> it a funny. little bit? So... Congratulations, Luton Town! Um, great achievement because I mean they've gone from um, like the the edges of professional European soccer to uh, promotion to the uh, to the Premier League in like six seasons or something outrageous. Wrexham's next, so good for them. Uh, yeah, Wrexham's on the way. Um, but I think it's a great story. I love the stadium. I think it's hysterical. So they get my good for the week. Good for them. Nice. Uh, I was wrong. That's not where I thought you were going. So. <laughs> I thought you were going right. with Pittsburgh Riverhounds beating Columbus in the U.S. Open Cup. No, 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 no. That was cool. Also, their crowd is cool. their crowd is really good. Yeah, uh, they they're they're the, a uh, prime example of why uh, of a reason why relegation could work in the MLS as a team like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But they give me uh, Cincinnati vibes. Yep, agreed. Yep. Um, all right. right, my good, uh, my good goes to Eric Tommy. 
Okay. Him being nominated for Goal of the Week. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. What a great goal, and it's cool yeah. to get nominated for that. He is not going to win, and I'll come back to that. <laughs> um, but him being nominated for Goal of the Week, that's my good. Short okay. and Swimple. Good job, Eric Tommy. I know you're a listener. So Short and Swimple. Love Short it. and Swimple. Hit me up with your bad. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Um, I don't – this is one where I kind of struggled because, like, there was a there was a lot of bad stuff from this week, um, so I did kind of struggle to pick one. Um, but I think I settled on um, on LA Galaxy. Um, LA Galaxy has had a monumental collapse, almost worse than us. Um, their season has has taken a turn for the worse in a, in a bad bad way. Um, so losing one nil to to Charlotte, um, kind of cementing themselves in last place in the uh in the west and then i believe last place in the uh supporter shield standings giving them that infamous wooden spoon and yes they are three points clear of that so la galaxy just a really really bad turnaround to the season it it started off okay but they have collapsed in a big big way so they're my bad uh, it's interesting that you say that it started off okay because for a while we were in a race with them to see who would get their first win that is true, but they um, were getting draws at least. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I guess. It it they've felt been, they've been pretty bad all year. They wrote a letter That's to their true. leadership before we did. That is true. Credit to them that though. Their true. leadership actually listened and hey. uh, responded. Anyway, um, yeah. my bad. I'll come back to Galaxy, but my bad goes to Edward Lowen. I may be mispronouncing that. I don't care because he plays for St. Louis. Sure. Um, he was also nominated for Goal of the Week. And he is absolutely going to win because that goal was <laughs> insane on a free kick. Yeah. I, yeah. I've i never seen a ball bend that much. And just like the keeper was there, too. And he man, it's like the ball was radio controlled. And he was like, <laughs> I'm just going to go right above your goal, your glove, and then I'm going to tuck right behind it. I think we're uh, going to see that in a Mark Rober episode here in a couple weeks. Yes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he gets my bad because he's ruining Tommy's week because Tommy should have been <laughs> goal of the week, but of course that has to happen. And now how's he, how's Tommy going to win? So that's fair. That's why he gets my bad. Fair enough. Uh, hit me with your ugly. Yeah. My ugly, um, uh, there again, there is, there is a lot to choose from. There's a lot of people who didn't want to win this week. Um, but mine goes to, uh, inner Miami, um, they came onto the league a couple seasons ago really poised to be like the next big thing. Like it really felt like they were going to be the next LAFC. Uh, they were going to come on. They had backing of David Beckham. Um, they had ties to Messi. Like there's a lot of people that were like, these guys are going to take the league by storm. Um, well, they have done none of that. Um, they have not signed any big names. They have not had a successful season up to this point. Um, and they're yet again just having another terrible season. So um, Inner Miami, you guys had some big shoes to fill. Um, or not some big shoes to fill, but you had some uh, high hopes coming into the league, and you've disappointed everybody. So uh, good work. We'll see if they still end up with Messi, though. <laughs> they might. That one, that one, I think, has some legitimate ties to it. I think that's happening eventually. It's where people, it's where professionals come to die. That they do. So we'll see. It might be good for the league, though. I think as much, so. As much as I hate Messi, but 
it might the, be good. For, might be good for the league having him in. I mean, attendance everywhere he goes is going to be astronomical. And I'd say you've seen the the rumor that was supposedly proposed to all the teams on how to afford his contract, right? I have not. Um, apparently, the rumor is is that if Messi's going to come to the MLS, every club in the league is going to pay a share of his salary. Mm, well, that's um, dumb. Yeah, well, yes, it's all. I mean, you know, every like you just said, every game he goes to is going to be an astronomical sellout. They're going to make a butt ton of money. Um, so I get it. I I still hate it. I think it's stupid. But yeah, but I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna propose that to teams like Atlanta or LAFC or us for that matter? We sell I out every game still. anyway. We don't need Messi there to sell out games. You know, yeah, other than like charge... this this season is different because. We kind of suck, yeah. so we're not selling. But in general, like these teams sell out every game anyway. We don't need Messi there. Yeah, but they can then they can then charge five times as much for these games and then Ooh. still sell it out. Will they? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, maybe. Doesn't matter to me because I'm a Cauldron member, so I don't pay more for my tickets. So <laughs> who cares? Um, there you go. All right, my ugly. Uh, yeah. Going back to LA Galaxy. Okay. Uh, I put them in the ugly because. They had that video surface of their fans chanting and yelling at the coach after the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a whole lot of research to see if there was much more to it, but I don't even know why he was over there or why he would get engaged. I know the players were also there getting engaged with the fans who were screaming at them and chanting, we deserve better, I think is what they were chanting or something along those lines. But yeah, it's just ugly when your team is in that kind of thing that kind of position where your fans are that angry i know we have were basically there about two weeks ago but um but we weren't taking it on the players at least um i will say i am seeing some rumblings as of about 20 minutes ago uh right when we started recording and i decided to wait until now because it's relevant um Mm -hmm. i am seeing rumblings that chris klein their coach is out at galaxy that he he is being fired uh, that is not confirmed. I, am, I have not seen that on anything other than Twitter. But it is some relatively uh, reliable people that have tweeted that out. So, But also, it wouldn't surprise me. Is the only reason why I'm even saying anything. And it's relevant. Yeah, that's fair. So I Wouldn't surprise me one bit. I mean, he's the guy that said that if they don't make the playoffs, he's, he's going to resign anyway. So That's true. No, that's their mm-hmm. president. Oh, that's right. That was that's their, their president that said that. Like their yeah. own, their Jake Reed said, yeah. "If we don't make the playoffs, I will quit." GM or whatever so, they call him. And our there. Jake Reed said, "Oh yeah, nothing." I'm not even gonna edit that and turn down the volume where I just scream that <laughs> because it means that nothing. He said nothing anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's preview these two weeks coming up, and we'll get these people out of here. Yeah, we've two we've weeks. ranted enough. <laughs> Uh, our first throw? game, our first game on Wednesday, tomorrow, because we were tomorrow. recording today, which is Tuesday. Today, if you're, whenever you're listening to this, well, it won't go up till tomorrow morning, so they won't be listening to it today. Right, but they'll be the, today. Will be the game. Oh, I thought you meant today is when we recorded. I'm like, no, that nope. won't go up till tomorrow. But talking yes, in the future today, is weird. tonight's game for those of you listening you on go. Wednesday, at home versus FC Dallas. FC Dallas is currently fourth in the West. They are six, yeah. five, and three. However, in their last five, one, two, and two, I believe that was two draws in a row, too. Yeah. I think um, so. How do you feel? What are you thinking? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. I mean, Dallas is a good team. Um, they're They're proving that they 
finally have earned a seat at the top of the table in the in the West. Um, they're playing good good soccer, and so I think it's going to be hard to expect anything much out of this game. Um, I do think we're going to continue our good streak, though, our good form. I think we're going to score a couple goals. Um, but I think uh, Dallas will also score a couple. So I think we're going to go 2-2, two, two, draw. Mr. Draw. That's what they call me. Mr. Draw. All right. Um, I am – my thoughts are we have we actually took steps into to being able to maximize our lineup potential for the rest mm-hmm. of this week, including the Wednesday game. I think it was looked at like, well, Dallas is a good team. We're going to need some good people in there to play. Yeah. Um, I think those steps pay off. Also, we're at home. Um, they're not in the greatest form recently with two draws, and I think they're a loss coming in there too. Um, I'm going 3-2 SKC. I think it's going to okay. be several goals scored, um, but I'm going to go 3-2 SKC. I think we're going to capitalize on our momentum that we have building. and Optimist. 3-2 Sporting. I like it. Uh, moving to our Saturday game, we will be playing in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. The, Vancouver currently is eighth in the West. They are four, yeah. five, and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is two, zero, oh, and three in their last five games, though. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Vancouver is one of those teams that historically we've never done well playing in BC Place, um, and so that does make me a bit nervous. That being said, I think our recent form just carries out. Um, especially coming off the momentum of a good draw or win in Dallas. Um, I think we go there and we go 2-1 sporting. 2-1 to sporting. Yes, sir. Mr. Draw says. <laughs> All right. Um, I personally think you are right. Uh, Vancouver is always a tough team for us to play. We also don't generally play very well up there uh, mm-hmm. when we go play. Um, hopefully we don't well, have to deal with in weather. General. That's true, yeah. Well, um, Vancouver's indoor, aren't they? Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to look that I up. I think they play in a dome. Uh, they might, but I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I personally, just my gut feeling, I think we're going to put a lot of effort into winning this game tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that will result in a little bit more fatigue than I think we're prepared to deal with. Because even though most of our good injury or our bad injuries at the beginning of the season, most of those players are back. Um, now it's more of a depth injury that we have. It's a depth yeah. positions are where we're dealing with injury. Um, I think that's going to make it just a little bit tough. Also, Vancouver's so wishy washy lately. They're either losing to bad teams or beating good or good teams. So, yeah, my gut, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going also two to one, but Vancouver. Mm. Um, yeah, but I do think I will go a step further and say that I. I think the way that we play and the way that it'll factor in with our uh, being tired and everything, two to one Vancouver, but we're not pissed off about it when we do our next podcast. <laughs> Maybe bummed. I would accept bummed, but I don't think we're going to yeah. be sitting here like we were against St. Louis being like, come on. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I probably I, bummed I, with I, a loss, I, but I think we'll be like, meh. Okay. Yeah. No, I can get on so, board with that. That's, I think I, so I'm going two one Vancouver. I don't hate it. So, all right. Uh, quick point to update before we get out of here. Logan didn't get any points last week, so he's still at three. I got a point with the Kansas City win. Puts me up 5-3. So you're going to need to get both right so you can tie me this week. Let's hope. All right, guys. We appreciate you all hanging out with us. 
Yeah. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, PTW underscore pod, on Facebook, Paint the Wall Podcast, or Paint the Wall Podcast at Gmail if you wanted to shoot us over an email uh, for us to read. I'll read it on the air if it's appropriate or if I find it funny. Does not have to be both. Um, <laughs> Uh, also give us a rating on Spotify or wherever you listen if you don't mind it really really would help us out if we get some uh, get some good ratings in there it help push us out to other people so that more people will see our podcast we can continue growing we would appreciate it because we are having a lot of fun you know yes we are we want to share our fun with other people yes we do Logan I appreciate you hanging out with Steve, me Steve thank you have a good rest of your weekend let's hope we can pull in uh, two wins what do you say Let's let's do it peace out everyone see ya Short and swimple.